It's very rare for a movie title to so perfectly sum up what the movie in its essence truly is. And with Mystic Pizza, I mean Mystic Pizza, you know you're in for a cheesy time. Uh, But it's actually not that cheesy. It's actually really good. But it does have the cheese. It has those 80s synthesizers. You almost wish that like Mark Knopfler jumps in and like starts singing a song, and he almost does, but he doesn't. It's it's okay. You'll 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 get through it without Mark Knopfler there. If you need it, just go to The Princess Bride, another great cheesy 80s movie. But this 80s movie, Julia Roberts breaks out. Maybe not her A-list Hollywood role, but we can see this is the first one. It's like yes, Julia Roberts here. But we also have Annabeth Gish and Lily Taylor who are amazing in this movie. And it's just a really good coming-of-age tale. So, I don't know, you guys. If you're in for some cheese, if you're in for some good times, if you're in for some really significantly good acting, it's Mystic Pizza. Oh, yeah. Welcome, everyone, to A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms Mystic Pizza Edition. Mmm, it's going to get nice and cheesy. Can we jump straight into a game? Sure. It's trivia time. (laughs) Tell them who you are first. Oh, I'm Kelly Song. I'm Ryan Graves. And whatever. Who cares about us? People love trivia, Ryan. People want to play games. Yeah. They want to. They want to roll them bones. Yeah. Are Are you going to bet on yourself or me this time? Uh, Like, oh, on who's going to win? Yeah. Well, lay down money. Put it on the table. I'm going to bet on you winning because you made up the trivia, so you know all the answers. No, Ryan, that's a great bet. Were you ready for the first question? Yeah. Oh, you've got to memorize. You don't even. You don't even look at it. Yeah, there's only two actually this time. Oh, just I know two th- questions. Three is well. I'll I'll make up a third it's one. It's fifty-fifty. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Mystic Pizza, the pizza joint in this movie that we're here to review today, the titular pizza place, is based off of what pizza joint in what city? It's based off of Licorice Pizza mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Wrong on both accounts. <laughs> it's actually based on Mystic Pizza in Mystic, Connecticut. It's a real place. Damn it! <laughs> the writer uh, was on vacation in this town of Mystic, like just summering there, mm. and was like, oh, this place is great. I just want to make a real version of this. You know, that happened to the people who made Gilmore Girls. They went to Stars Hollow, and they're like, we need to film here. And so mm, they really they went to um, the the back hills of mm. California to film their mm, little. This doesn't sound true. No, it's no, not, not true. <laughs> I wish it was true. I wish I could visit Stars Hall. Ah, uh, so don't we all? But you can visit Mystic, Connecticut. So well, if- I I feel like this is pretty close to stars hollow it's just like the coastal version sure i just i think if the cw ever had a theme park uh-huh. it would be basically because you know you can go visit star wars land and sure. disneyland you, you should just they should just make a stars hollow and that's their theme <laughs> park right over the hill is one tree hill yeah <laughs> yeah it's one tree over hills over there and uh and then there's the fl- hey there's the flash <laughs> on the corner with um with uh whoever else with dawson from dawson's creek <laughs> oh look it's miss patty what's she doing here wait is dawson was dawson's creek like a was that a wgn or that was wb CW? that was seventh WB. heaven okay. wb days you know okay Good old days. (laughs) The two shows, like most unlike each other, that are allowed to to be on the same hour. So uh, that was the first question. Second question is who paid for 
Julia Roberts hospital bills when she was born? Her dad. Uh, no, actually, that would uh, you're wrong. It would be <laughs> Doctor and Mrs. Martin Luther King. I forgot her name. Wait, Coretta. That's her name, Coretta. What? <laughs> yeah. So apparently, her parents ran an acting school in, um, or like a small acting studio in Atlanta. Uh huh. And the King's children took acting classes there. And so they were good friends, and they ended up paying for Julia Roberts' birth, like her no, hospital No, 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 no. This sounds made up. Look it up right now. I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to believe you because you're my friend, but wow. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. So that has nothing to do with Mystic Pizza, just something Robin found when she was like putzing around today. But some good Julia Roberts trivia. Yes, uh, But she's not the only part of this movie, and that's a very good thing. Ugh. Not not That's... that not that I can't have her in my pizza too. I'm just saying there's lots of other things. There's going a lot on of here. good things in yeah. this movie. Yeah. So I'd love why to don't have we a just... Julia Roberts pizza? Why don't we just jump into the story? Okay. Tell me a story, Turk. Let me tell you a story about love, D'Artagnan. I ask you about love. Probably quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter, and not very good at telling stories. That's the end. What do you mean? That's the end. That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen. That's the end of that saga. The end. Mystic Connecticut. Mystic Connecticut. Lay, lay the groundwork. What's this place like? It's like Stars Hollow, but a lot saltier. Yes, <laughs> it's of the sea. There's like everybody's a, a lobster catcher or a fisherman mm-hmm. or um, what else do people do in this town? Well, they sell I, pizza. I couldn't tell. Are they on an island or do they go? Is it like um, the place in Jaws? Is it like Amity? Because they were at a, a pier. I think it's much more like Amity where it's not an island. It's a. But a lot of people can visit via ferry. Um, is it an inlet? We don't see that. Is it a straight? Is it? Oh, I, you know what? There are some people at one point in time who are like on the dock waiting for a ferry. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like like uh, y- you know, when you go to uh, like Orcas or any of those, yeah. where it's like a giant ferry bringing right. a ton of people to it. Right. It just seems like a small town that people come to visit. Yeah, and but it's like a rich, tourist town. It, it, you're right. It's a tourist town that relies on like the June through September yeah. people. Yeah. But it's just a charming little place. Yeah. And we meet the three main characters. We've got Annabeth Gish plays Cat. Tourists. The young sister. The young sister to older sister, Daisy, played by Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Oh, excuse me, hold mother. What I meant to say was these fucking shoes are killing me. Her first big role. And then their friend, Lily Taylor, who plays Jojo. But I did do the right thing, though, didn't I? Sir. And I thought she was a third sister until I realized that there are different parents around. And I was like, oh, right. (laughs) Right. They they all kind of have darkish hair. Yeah. They they seem like sisters. Like, it's two sisters and a best friend. So it's a nice dynamic. Uh, And they're all part of this kind of... um, uh, not what is the word I'm looking for? Not sequestered, like this this group of uh, it's like a Portuguese community in in this town. Yeah, I guess so. I, yeah. When I see Julia Roberts, I don't think Portuguese, but okay. No, I I don't either. But like when put in this community in this town, I'm like, yeah, sure, I buy it. I missed it until like an hour in, and they're like, oh, you're bringing your Portuguese girlfriend around. I'm like, no, he didn't. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> you didn't you didn't catch it when like no. he, he comes and shows up and he says the last name wrong. 
Uh, Ryan, well, I I just figured it was just a name. I well, couldn't I couldn't place it. Ryan, so I was like, all right, okay. I, I understand. Look, <laughs> I am a as you know, I am a world traveler. I've been places. I you go, went to Ireland. I go to. I've been to Portugal. <laughs> I spent a couple, you know, just a couple weeks, couple semesters there, palling around love. the. You know, I just I know a lot about the world, so it was really easy for me mm. to see. But I can, I can see man. how somebody who is, shall we say. Just a little limited. Well, it would, doesn't really matter, that. though, does it? It doesn't really make it. <laughs> Not difference. a ton, but um, it kind of sets up that these people are a little bit poorer in this community. Right. I Com- just think, took them as working class. Yeah, that, that's you can definitely read it as that too. Where they're working class, but there's also like country clubs around. Yeah, they're they're working class versus the high upper class. And I realized in our day and age, we don't even have that. We have everyone we know is whatever middle class lower class uh-huh. and all the upper class people i don't even think they exist like they don't even come into my world no like, they they rarely come down from their elysiums <laughs> up in the sky right, right like i don't we don't run into them like i feel like there's not really a culture clash because it's kind of like all of us like, against these people who I, seem to exist on the i periphery. also think that portland is one of those places where you really couldn't tell because everybody wears plaid anyway mm-hmm. where like if we were in la or new york or like connecticut where there's a lot of old money we might yeah. feel it more but i think you're right there is more disparity today than there is th- then because like the 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 east coast upper crust people are just j crew catalog walking around yeah for sure uh, okay and, and they stick out like a sore thumb when you see them at the bar yeah oh man i can't wait to get into it yeah. um okay so we open up on the wedding jojo's wedding to vincent d'onofrio bill i think that when people love each other they should make a commitment they should have a wedding in a church with the blessings of god for christ's sakes He's so skinny in this movie. He is like compared to his like stockiness that we always see him. Yeah, um, like it's sh- crazy. He's in Full Metal Jacket. He's like pretty, pretty big, kind of tubby. I am blown away by this guy. <laughs> I had no idea he had this much range. Yeah, and I- then we see him like as a cockroach in Men in Black. <laughs> exactly. He can play a cockroach. <laughs> Who is this guy? So, but he's great. He's he and he's just like you can kind of tell that he's. Simple but good. He, you see, what you see is what you get. Is how Lily Taylor explains it. I'm like, that's sweet. Yeah, like that's what she likes about him. He is a, a attractive but not like pretty right guy. And he he works a fishing boat. And he and JoJo are going to get married. Mm-hmm. And they are married. Well, they're getting married. They're getting married. And you know, uh, her, JoJo's best ladies are Cat and Daisy, and they're all wearing eighties floofy mm-hmm. frilly stuff and then jojo passes out mm-hmm. At, with, in the ceremony yeah and um i let me tell you what this this opening where they're shooting through the veil yeah at her walking up this aisle it really got me into the a rom-com mode mm-hmm. because we're starting the movie off with a wedding but then it was like putting us right in the pov of this character yeah and it's just like i felt like claustrophobic inside of that veil a little bit. And so when she passed out, I thought it was a really great choice to shoot that opening. And it was really good perspective because I was at the front of the church place when the, that stuff happened Mm -hmm. and no one was looking at me and it's just must be weird for brides to walk down the aisle and everyone's staring at you. (laughs) And that's what they were doing. They're like, (gasps) so yeah. And then she faints and then we basically cut to the next day where 
they're just at Mystic Pizza where all of them work. And um, the, uh, the uh, uh, that lady, um, Conchata Farrell, is um, the owner Leona. of Mystic Pizza. And she's like this, oh gosh, she just feels so real. Yeah. She's just like this boss who like looks after her girls, but she like also is like, hey, get this pizza out there. What are you doing? Yeah, she she's the good kind of boss you want where they run a tight ship, but you're glad to be on that ship. Exactly. And um, the whole town is giving JoJo and Vincent or Bill um, like shit for like not getting married because basically the whole town was at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's so it's very charming. But then we kind of get that JoJo's still in love with Bill. It's right. very it's very interesting because like he shows up at the work and everybody's giving him shit and she's like protecting him and they go outside and she like walks him down the sidewalk and she's like, I'm still in love with you, but I'm not I don't want to talk about wedding stuff right now. Yeah, he's like, How about we set a new date? And she's like, No, let's not talk about marriage stuff. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Everything's better now? Yeah. So how does November twenty first sound? Um I don't I don't know. Let's just talk about it later. And, oh, I feel so bad for Bill. I know, because he's such a nice guy. He just wants to be married. And and I like that it gives us this character of Jojo who feels very real, where mm-hmm. she's like, I, I love this. I want this. I don't want to get rid of it. But I also don't want to feel like I'm doing the same thing everybody else in this town does. Yeah. I don't want to become old right now just because yeah. I'm in love with this person. Yeah, she doesn't want to be old fat and lose her whole life to this there's a great moment at the end of this movie where spoiler alert they they do end up married at the end of this movie and she like sits down and takes a piece of cake and looks at the the old matrons around her and Mm -hmm. they're all like a lot bigger than her yeah and it's 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 not that thing where it's like, look at these fat people, but it's like, she's looking at them and she's like, oh boy, <laughs> like, do I want to start eating this cake now? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's fantastic. Um, so that's her that's story. Her There's three stories, basically. Right. and that's Three romances. Her, and that's her, her deal is, what is she going to do with Bill? And she's going through a classic existential crisis that I think we all can relate to. Because I, too have questioned whether I should marry Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. And I yep. decided not to. Right, but it was so close. It was really close. I was so rooting for you guys. I'm glad that you got together with Sarah, but he was so nice. He was. He was. He was He was what What you see is what you get. The problem was, Ryan, you only liked him for his dick. <laughs> that's that's exactly why. <laughs> that's Sorry, that's a line from this movie. It's, it's literally not true. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... So the um, Kat's story, she's the youngest. She's 18, and she's going off to Yale this year. Yep. She's the proto-Rory Gilmore. Exactly. She is very Rory. And I, I really think the Paladinos, Amy Sherman Paladino, watched this movie. Yes. It's like, hmm, I'm taking some notes here. I Honest, like this. Honestly, I would love to make a TV show out of this movie. It would make a TV show for the ages. It, it, I think it would be great. Mm-hmm. And if you set it back then as well. Oh, that would be really fun. Yeah, set it at like turn of the 90s, kind of. Yes, in the day of our Lord, the turn of the 90s. Yes. Um, gosh, I'm just thinking back to the wedding where like the priest is like, And once entered into it may never be broken without risk of eternal damnation. But he doesn't, it's not, the movie doesn't layer it on so thick to make it cartoonish. It's right. like, no, I've heard these at weddings before. Yeah. And they're all Catholic and they have... They're not devout Catholics. They're they're, they're, they're Catholic social Catholics. Yeah. But Bill's like 
a pretty devout Catholic <laughs> he to is, a point. <laughs> he is to a point because he also likes having sex, as probably a lot of Catholics do. But he's got the classic Catholic guilt. He does. and But the line is so great where later on in the movie, he's like, we should get married in a church for Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> for, or for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's great. Uh, um, so Kat is going to college, but she needs some money. Like we said, this is working class people, so they need to get as much money as they can because they've got lots of responsibilities. Sorry, that was a so, cameo from my son. Hey, Theo. <laughs> so she's she's graduated from high school, but she needs to save up money. Yeah. And so that's what she's doing this summer. She's working four jobs, once in, one at the pizza place, and she ends up babysitting for Charlie, a.k.a. Adam Stork. You into stargazing? Who is basically Land's End embodied yeah like i've never wanted to cuddle up with a man before but, but i want to cuddle up with him <laughs> he he's a, like an architect but you kind of this movie kind of plays him off as a not a uh, an intellectual type but he's got a gentle soul yeah an intellectual type with a gentle soul but you you can tell they like dress him in these um in these plaid shirts yeah and you're like You've got the pecs of a man under there. <laughs> and I'm glad they didn't show us those pecs because there was a bodice ripper scene where they could have. But I think it would have played too much into like some of the 90s movies that we've seen where yeah. we have like a writer who is like actually could, hot could take out Thanos. Yeah. You know, and no, he he's he's hot and he's good with his like four year old daughter and very sweet. And right. Cat is immediately smitten and but not in a way that's like oh, 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 kind yeah, of smitten. Yeah. she's just kind of like oh he's handsome and seems uh-huh. like a nice dude and cool and they do a really good job playing the slow burn of this because honestly the first time i saw this movie i knew that those two would have a thing right but like she looks at him in their first interaction in this way where it's like oh i might i might be attracted to somebody like him i guess yeah and he very consistently doesn't until they've hung out for a little while yeah and so the movie like builds their quote-unquote love slowly they very they build it up very uh studiously i like it yeah okay so that's them she babysits his kid and his wife is off in england right now right and so that's the big thing is that wife's out of the picture and she's reading the tea leaves and it's like is she gone for forever right. or not? Because and she doesn't think she's gone forever, but... But maybe, because at one point in time, the daughter, who pff, he says is four in this movie and is obviously eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's like, mommy and daddy aren't going to get divorced. And so at that point in time, it basically gives her like, oh, is there something going on here that... Like maybe it basically takes the morality and makes it just gray enough for her to develop more of a crush. Yeah. And it was gray enough for me, too, because I'm like, I can actually get behind this romance. Usually stuff like this bothers me as Mm -hmm. as heard on bonus episodes of Gilmore Girls. Sure. But I was like, this makes sense because meeting Kat, she seems very book smart. But she really does like social smarts, like doesn't seem as experienced. Right. Like she's just a studious girl and doesn't go out that much and hang out with many people. And so, uh, speaking of people who are the opposite (laughs) of that, uh, Julia Roberts, who steps into the scene, having just done a little bit of TV in a very small movie. Yeah. At this point in time, like steps in here, kicking in the door. 
She's like, Julia Roberts is here, bitches. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Daisy said that <laughs> at one point in time, not knowing who Julia Roberts was. Yeah. the She drinks and she smokes and she likes boys and mm-hmm. getting in cars and riding in cars with boys, yeah. probably like Drew Barrymore. She's kind of what Lorelai Gilmore must have been at 18. Yeah, very much so. But she's not, for all of that, she's not, she's not dangerous. But she does have a chip on her shoulder. She has a chip on her, well, uh, against, a chip on her shoulder. Talk more about that. When we meet her, when we see her at the the pool bar with everybody Uh and the rich kids come in and like she sees this hot guy and he like tries to show off by playing this game of darts Mm -hmm. and he loses and it's kind of cute because of like how like. Uh, taken down a peg it is. Yeah, his name's Charlie. I really like old houses like this, Mrs. Arujo. 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 I'm sorry. And we just have to talk about this scene a little bit more because when he enters, it's like the three people he's with are blonde, blue-eyed, rich kids. And yeah. they don't matter. But he, he's got charisma. Yeah. He can... Even though he'll stick out like a sore, sore thumb, he belongs in this place. Yeah, or he makes it so that he belongs exactly. in this place. Exactly. He's cool enough. Yeah. And so then he switches games and they decide to all play pool and he sees Julia Roberts and is like, ooh. Hey, what's up? Good opportunity. Uh-huh. And who can blame him? Uh, and uh-huh. so he goes over there and is like, yo, be my second. And she's like, all right, all right. And there is these other characters where this, the guy friend is like, oh, girls just are bad at pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like vanilla sexist. <laughs> yeah. And I like how the the main guy, Charlie, mm-hmm. is, yeah, Char- even Charlie like looks at Julia Roberts. He's like, wow, my friend's a dick. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> he like signals to her. He's like, oh, okay. If you're going to say that. And then the other girls are, one of them's just being a rube, and the other one's being like kind of a. Ugh, I can tell that you like Julia Roberts. Yeah, um, and so she runs the table, and yeah. so she beats all of them, and she shows them she's like, uh, "Girls don't suck, and I don't suck, and you suck because you all lost. You white wine drinking <laughs> chicks can get out of my bar." But what was brilliant about the scene that was totally nonverbal is like, there's when Charlie has his turn, he like hits the ball and like he intentionally misses. He's like oops i'm not very good at this game like kind of look towards her mm-hmm. and she's like okay and she she wins she mm-hmm. just ends the game and they're like his friends are like can we go now yeah and charlie's like yeah i guess so and he looks at julia roberts like well later <laughs> yeah well i mean it's this i actually really like it because it, it looks like this unspoken thing between them where it's like I like you, but I have obligations and it kind of shows like a weird class thing where if he didn't live up to whatever obligation he has on this maybe double date, yeah. it would look bad. Right. Or I, be I took a I took that plus from her, she kind of had the sense of she was more interested in proving herself than getting to know these guys. Right. But you can t- definitely tell that she has the hots for Charlie. Definitely. Definitely. And that's why she's like shit because yeah. it's like she kind of played it wrong. She should have like split the difference of like still show those those rubes that they're rubes, but also kind of be playful with him so that he could make a move. Yeah, and I don't think it like really fussed her too much though. No, like no, but, like yeah. I said, chip on shoulder. Yeah, and I think her chip on shoulder comes from like their dad's out of the picture, and they have this perfect daughter in Cat, uh, her sister, and like 
she's obviously the rebel and like maybe her and her mom have had it out a couple of times because whereas Kat is like the golden child. And yeah. so she's she's kind of wearing if she has the chip on her shoulder, she's wearing it as a badge of honor. Yeah. And she's more she more has middle child syndrome where it's like she doesn't know what she should be and she mm. doesn't really know what's expected of her. Right. But she has big sister energy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Tim now. Shut up. What's going on? Nothing. Uh-huh. Daisy, I'm his babysitter, and it got chilly tonight. And he's married. If he weren't married, he wouldn't need a babysitter. Looks to me like he's putting the moves on you. You're disgusting. Okay. I'm disgusting. That's th- our, th- our three stories. Those are, those are it. Yeah. And yeah. we we kind of follow that amidst watching these three girls kind of when they're not off living their own stories, they're they're having fun in this small town with each other whether it's mm-hmm. like drinking on on the pier and like kind of existentializing their lives or um what else do they do together? They go they go crash drink the- beer at the pier and Yeah, and like <laughs> It, we're really just watching like these small town girls get through this time period that's interesting in their lives. <laughs> it's kind of like Gilmore Girls sans all the talking. Because <laughs> there's talking in this movie, sure. but Gilmore Girls can be like a lot to sure, take in. Sure. And this is more like smooth jazz Gilmore Girls. Yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm just gonna relax. There's less <laughs> there's less scatting in this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just very pleasant. It's a very eminently watchable movie. Yes. And actually, at this point in time, I want to bring up this is my second experience with this film. The first time Robin and I watched it and we're like, that was kind of corny and sweet, but we really, really like it. Mm -hmm. And then watching it a second time, I didn't expect this. I was expecting it to like it just as much or maybe even be a little disappointed. Yeah. I like it way, way more even (laughs) because I really do think that like once you understand the tone that this movie is setting. Mm -hmm you can realize that its formalism is almost perfect. Yeah. It's it's an extremely well-made movie. Mm-hmm. The performances are unique and to do that in a small soft story I think is extremely hard to make entertaining. Yeah. And so I really do think that this is slowly becoming one of my favorite rom-coms. I love it. Yeah. I th- I think this is strangely I think this is one of the perfect movies to use as a teaching tool to show yeah. students how to do screenwriting because it's an original story. It's got a lot of character, uh-huh. like good characters. It has a lot of subplots. Yeah. And they all come together. Nothing's really a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, we are old men who yell at Sky when this happens, but they don't make movies like this anymore. I really want them to. <laughs> Ryan and I are trying to write them. And it's, uh, I don't know, they they do make these movies. They come out on Netflix and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sure. But nonetheless, we miss them. Because right. they come out, they come and go on Netflix. And to be fair, this movie wasn't a giant like this. wasn't Pretty Woman. This no. wasn't like this wasn't a, a huge success. It, it just it has like cult popularity now. Now, yeah. But it, I'm sure. I don't know if it flopped or if it did really well for what they expected it to. But it was just another movie yeah. that just came out, mm-hmm. and people who went probably had a good time. Yeah, I want one of those Mystic Pizza shirts really bad, oh. like really bad. Yeah. So let's actually, let's wrap through some of the stories. Um, let's start with JoJo's. JoJo um, is 
Hardy. <laughs> Jojo wants Vincent D'Onofrio all day, every day. And uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is like, yeah, okay, let's go do that. He doesn't mind it. But yeah. then like apparently at one of these times where they keep like sneaking around since they don't have their own place, they're either at like her parents or mm-hmm. like her sisters or his like parents' house. Or the Mystic Pizza bathroom. Or the Mystic Pizza bathroom, which did you notice at their wedding at the end when they're yeah. having the reception Sunny there? It said Honeymoon Suite. Um and like they're getting hot and heavy one night and he's like you know what i'm gonna go because well, he's the, a he has the catholic guilt jesus is watching that yeah, he's yeah, like this right. this is weird this is totally throwing me off and he's like gonna go and lily taylor's like no no stay. i'll give you a blowjob and he's stay. like you're making this too hard literally <laughs> uh and uh you know i i I feel for this guy because uh-huh. I too come from a religious background uh-huh. and I've gone through such difficulties. Not, yeah. Not as literal as this one. No, I did. I definitely did though in high school as yeah. well where like the guilt crept up from, yeah. from what I was doing and I was like, oh, yeah. And it's not like they haven't like had sex before or anything. Right. But, but he, that's partly why he wants to get married. He wants to seal the deal. Yeah. He, and it's far more than religious about love for him yeah he wants to make a he says a commitment to each Mm -hmm. other exactly which is very like he seems and that's what i like about this character is that he's very straightforward and so when he says that he just means it plainly he doesn't mean it with any kind of like there's no ulterior motive he's not trying to tie her down no he really just wants to show that he's committed and see from her that she's committed through this act yeah yeah and it's sweet (laughs) i think she understands since he's so simple of how pure a request that is and Uh it probably is a lot for her to like meet right right? yeah yeah and because like since he's so good but she has not experienced a lot of other life it's kind of like that that what there's got to be a name for this it's like an anchor that is so well made that you never want to take it off like that's not it's a horrible metaphor but he's like it's like having a perfect parking spot and if you leave yeah. you lose thank the you. perfect parking thank you. spot you just you did it you you made the perfect <laughs> metaphor but she's like got to and so like this whole movie is that experience of her like kind of once because what well okay we can't really talk about her whole story without referencing the others because what happens is after her parents catch them because she screams about him not wanting to have sex with her. He puts Nympho on her on on, on his, his boat, boat and where he's like, that he had after her. Check out the name of the new boat I got, and it's like, dude, Bill. <laughs> it's 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 a dumb move, but it's like, like like this we is said, this so guy realistically is so small sim- town, and he's so simple minded. It's like, well, you know, his Bill. friends talked him into this. Yeah, yeah. And so she's pissed off and there's this great shot where she's like yelling at him about this and we're just tracking along from the boat. Mm -hmm. You know something, Bill? You are a real asshole. What? Oh, thank God I didn't marry him. What? You think this is going to make me marry you? Do you? Well, it's not because I don't have to marry an asshole. It's the 80s. Why would I marry an asshole? Joe, come on. You can't force me to do something I'm not ready to do, Bill. Come on, I was joking. And until I am, if I ever am, the answer is no. But it's just a joke. No. And it's just, it's, it's really good cinematography. Yeah, it's beautiful. And she's so pissed. And so what the girls do 
is like steal his car later or steal his truck later on and go oh, to because he he always has fish and buckets in his truck right okay so let's rewind for a second and get back into julia roberts story right so she uh is hanging out with charlie st cloud i mean charlie st mingus the third or whatever his name is he um he also was the one who like found her he like yeah i don't know how he found her he must have like gone to the bar and like asked like who's that girl i was playing pool with the other night or yeah. something and he so he shows up to her house and starts talking to her mom and he's being like, I'm super suave and sophisticated. And her mom's like, yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> well, I actually think he's just trying to be sweet. Yeah, he is. But in a Logan Huntsberger kind of way. Sure. But he, I don't think he has like, like, I don't think he's trying to charm her in a way that any of the it's rest of nef- us wouldn't. Try no, it's to. not nef- nefarious, but yeah. it is very Logan to someone like a Dean or Jess, which is what she would usually bring around. Sure. Yeah. And so the mom's not having any of it. Yeah. But. In more of like a reserved, like I'm judging you from over here, but I'm going to yeah. be quiet about it because it'd be rude to say it out loud. Yeah, I'm just going to be a quiet Catholic about this. And so he takes her out to dinner and mm-hmm. they go have a really nice dinner. Um, and like she's kind of a chaos Muppet because she like shows her sister earlier. She's like, I bought this nice dress, but I'm going to return it later Yeah, after I wear it once. And they have this cute scene where... They break down on the side of the road because they have a flat tire and they both try to like get cars to stop for them. And they're really fun together. They really are. The chemistry is like she he's he it's not working for him. And so she's like, I'll do this. And she starts like sticking out her her boobs a little bit or yeah. like, you know, turning around and showing showing a booty. And she'll like throw her hair up and she's like uh, getting all sexy, suave hair. And after that doesn't work a couple times, he's like, OK, let me try. It. And then he does the same exact things, yeah. but then drops his pants yeah. and gets people to like pull over and help him out it's and he's so he is so unexpected because almost all the time in movies like this where you got working class characters and you meet the rich people it's usually there's always some secret to them there's something else and then they're actually just an asshole like like i mean this i i don't want to use this comp because there's so many better comps in 80s movies of this character but it made me think of um anne hathaway's crush in uh, Princess Diaries mm. where she's like liked this rich kid for a long time and she finally gets to go out with him and then he like is just there for his 15 minutes of fame and yeah. like he's just an asshole it's just an asshole and you keep waiting for that shoe to drop with this guy oh I'm I was just bracing for it I'm like what's it gonna be yeah what's it gonna be what kind of evil is he gonna be like yeah. what is he gonna do that really just makes her like stand up and say no I'm not gonna take it anymore yeah and really I mean, things come up, but it but, gives but, him him dimensionality. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make him a square. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a great scene between them where they go to his one of the houses that his father owns, and it's an old abandoned right, house. Right, 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 right. And like, it's, there's no power, so they have to keep the power off. Yeah, and he lights candles. Like, and I love a, a reason for them to light candles because you don't necessarily need one if you're being romantic. But that right. added layer is just like a good bit of storytelling. And it's so much better than lightning thunder oh no the power went out let's go light the candles yeah this is so much less contrived it's like my dad turns off the power because it's the summer we don't use this house or it's it's the winter we don't use this house yeah and so he starts lighting things and they're having a conversation and he asks her something and then that oh no she asks him something and he answers then he asks her it back but he turns and looks and the only thing that's there is a shoe it's a great shot. It's a great Such move. Such a good move. Oh, my God. And she's like, follow me. Follow the breadcrumbs. And he follows her upstairs to find her in a weird move, 
It's it's like a great move, and then like the last five percent, she almost fumbles the ball uh-huh. before getting the touchdown because she puts on one of his dad's shirt. Yeah, that would weird me out. It's like uh, Robin. Robin was watching. She's like, "This is great and all, but I don't necessarily want you to smell like my dad." Yeah, no. <laughs> so uh, they have sex, and that's where he admits that he actually got kicked out of school he's not just bumming around he got kicked out of school for cheating on one of his lawyer exams yeah and so he's like i'm sorry i lied to you and julia roberts is like it's cool just don't do it again he's yeah. like what cheat or lie and she's like both and i'm like oh this is that's gonna be the what thing. he's gonna do yeah. he's gonna cheat and lie yeah and and it's gonna like she's gonna be like two strikes you're out i told you yeah and we'll get back into that in oh well, actually that brings us to this moment they steal the car mm-hmm. um and drive it to this this country club country to club. just dance around it for some reason they I, like they have they have beer and it's just like one of those things where it looks like they're gonna steal a a golf cart and go ride around the golf course yeah. or something. Which, to be fair, I probably would have been in the periphery of when I was eighteen. Yeah, totally. I don't think I would have gone all the way of what they do. I wouldn't steal a car, even if it was my friend's car. I no. think I would have stayed back. Yeah, but like it's such a small town that it's not like because she's like, I'm sorry, I stole your car. He's like, ah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's like one of those things where he probably didn't even know it was missing until right. like the next day. And he's like, well, I'll just walk to work because it's 50 feet that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's when like uh, Charlie, the guy Julie Roberts is dating, is supposed to be out of town with his grandma in Greenwich. Yeah. But then Kat sees him through the window. And Kat's like, let's go. Yeah. She does a good little sister thing where she sees like, oh no, this is going to hurt my sister. So I'm going to try to avoid the hurt here and probably tell her about it later because she's right. like a little honest girl. Yeah. Um, and then Daisy sees him and she's like pissed because yeah. he's apparently, he's not where he said he'd be and it looks like she's, he's cheating on her with this Some hottie. beautiful blonde blue-eyed girl. And so she gets into the truck and she's like, give me the keys, give me the keys, give me the keys. And, and, and you're I, like, no, no. I like that JoJo's like, no, no, no. And Kat's like, okay. okay. <laughs> Little sister. And JoJo's like, bad idea. And so she reverses the truck and it's going towards his pristine car. His Porsche. Um, a convertible Porsche. And we're like, oh. And she stops right before it hits. It's like, phew. Uh. And then she gets out and she gets up where the giant buckets of fish are. And you're like, that's worse. No. <laughs> and she dumps it in. And then she dumps the second one with him watching. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> what are you doing? And it's at this point in time where, like, if you if you bought into the fact that he was cheating and lying, you're like, that's right. You deserve you this. You asshole. Because he really runs to the car like an 80s villain. Yeah. He's like, like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, this is this was my baby. Yeah. Like, my dad bought this for me or and something. And she's like, how dare you? You were supposed to be with your grandmother. Uh, and he's like, she had a migraine. I, like, called your house, left a message, and came here with my sister. And she's like... <laughs> yeah and this, it's such a good turn this is where it was this is where the movie like won me completely is that he she's like you're weird and and he's like when you're weird you're but what's his line he's like i fucked up yeah but you gave it a hundred percent effort you're weird i'm weird I'm weird. Think you can give us a lift? 
she starts laughing and he starts laughing and it's like they're gonna be okay yeah that's such grace in that moment and it's probably easy for him to be graceful because he's got a bunch of money but still for him to be like that that showed his dimensionality that was really great and it's it's like this understandable thing where like they just had sex she just said don't cheat on him and he can see what it looked like where he could be like okay a little over the top but with the information you had to go off, I'm not going to judge you like super harshly for taking this crazy action. Yeah, and brilliant. So they're okay. Yeah. So I guess let's keep that as like our middle yeah. marker. So we'll let's do get Kat. back into Cat. So she has lots of great times babysitting this little girl who's very sweet, and every time the I dad... don't know the little girl is like read. <laughs> I don't know. She seems you, sweet, but also... You wait, because Theo <laughs> is much more demanding these days. He doesn't tell me to read, but it's like, if he wants something, he sure. makes it known. And sure. when you have a baby, they cry. But when you have a little person who can talk, mm-hmm. I wish they'd cry instead of use their words like that, because <laughs> it's scary. You will read. <laughs> read. <laughs> Put on Raffi now! Baby Beluga! <laughs> Uh, so nonetheless, cats into, into it. And then the yeah. dad comes home every night and it's always like, they always have like a very pleasant talk and you can tell yeah, there's a vibe here. Yeah. And she's like just old enough that, um, like, wow, well, he seems like maybe 30 yeah, or so. Yeah. And so he's like old enough for it to be a little weird. Right. And but not illegal. Not illegal. He... He's married enough for it to be wrong, wrong, but but maybe separated not, enough where it's like maybe maybe they're not together. Yeah, like maybe they're in the midst of the divorce and they just haven't made it clear to people. Yeah, because I think that's Kat's like, honest to god reading of what the situation is. And it's funny because you're way against Rory Gilmore's situation here, but it's almost the same. He is situation. very married. He is very clearly married. He no. What he tells her is that. What he tells Rory is way more than this guy tells Cat. I think I think it's much more clear in what Cat sees is that she is not in the picture, whereas she saw Dean's wife that day. Yeah, and but Dean said it was to, over. We don't. Have, okay. <sighs> anyway, that's he that's was full that's of a, shit. Bullshit. <laughs> He's <laughs> full of shit. Okay, he is. Um, okay. So anyway, um, it, this all leads to this this m- moment where Cat is supposed to come in for a shift and replace Daisy um, and she doesn't show up. And this is the date the Daisy's supposed to go meet Charlie's parents. Yeah. And she doesn't show up. She just calls in and says that Kat's going to cover for her, which they do all the time. But Kat just completely forgets about like this parent parental meeting. And instead there's this great shot where we get Kat the guy Tim that she's babysitting for, yeah, and the girl, the girl, and the little girl is playing house mm-hmm. with her her like stuffed animals, yeah. But we also get the other two in the background who look like a mom and dad, yeah, also playing house, yeah. And it's just like, oh man, this is either gonna be okay, but ninety percent probably gonna break bad. Yeah. So Daisy was supposed to go and meet her boyfriend's parents and that had to get called off because she had to cover the shift at work. Yeah. And Charlie's real cool about it. He's like, whatever, you can meet my friends. And we we knew while she was explaining it, we already knew that he was cool. Yeah. We had earned his trust. Yeah. Or he had earned our trust. And he doubled down on it. Yeah. And we're like, no, it's cool. Dude. He's chill. Charlie, like I want to hang with you. Um 
So Julia Roberts really lets her have it when she comes back. Um, have you had these shifts where someone was supposed to relieve you? Oh, I've had a hundred of these shifts. Yes. Have you worked twice as hard on those shifts as if there's like this karmic like not only am I going to cover you when I'm not supposed to cover you, but I'm going to do it so good. It's going to be so sparkling in the morning, and you're going to see how sparkling it is because you're opening tomorrow. No. I no? I, no? No. No. Oh, that's mine's, mine's much more like... I wanted to make you feel bad <sighs> because I put in so much work when I shouldn't have. Trust me, they don't care. <laughs> if they're skipping out, they're like, oh, thanks for covering Cat for cares. me. Cat cares. Cat she cares. Cat cares. totally forgot. Yeah. She, she really does care, but... Um, Julia Roberts like calls her out for her kind of hypocrisy mm-hmm. where Julia Roberts is basically like, you're playing house with this guy, but you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Days, I'm sorry. I forgot. Tim needed you, right? Just what the hell do you two do together anyway? That's what I'd like to know. Well, if I told you, it would sound stupid. It would sound pathetic. Daddy boffing the babysitter is a really old story. It happens all the time. We talk, we read, we listen to Mozart sometimes. You really believe this 30-year-old guy is going to leave his wife and live happily ever after with you? You're living in a fucking romance novel, cat. Oh, yeah. Boffing, fucking, screwing. The great Daisy, nobody's fool. Why don't you start taking cash for your services? It would be more honest. Wipe your conscience. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking steal that. That's a great line. Especially when it's among siblings. Yeah. Because it's it's basically like you watch yourself because you're going down a bad path. Also, you're judging me, but you're being a hypocrite. And like you of all you can judge people, but don't judge your sibling. Like, I think that's I think Daisy's more hurt. By it's her sister saying those things and thinking those things about her own oh, sister. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, because they're friends, really. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good friends as sisters. And I think Daisy's not the kind of character who would show that she cares what Kat thinks. But, but she, she really she does cares. Here. And I like after she slaps her, obviously Daisy doesn't feel good about it, but she like storms out. And then Kat feels doubly bad and just hits the um, the napkin holder. Yeah. And she's just like, damn it. And she starts crying and it's like, oh, man, like Annabeth Gish wins yeah out of all the performances she's the winner of this movie yeah they're all great but hers is extremely special because it's the most like this is a movie that is very down to earth and it's performances that are very real and that one felt the most impactful that i was like when she had scenes when it was just her her and her emotions like i kind of clung to my seat and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm with you like i'm so dialed in right now yeah and like the the camera doesn't like to move when it's on cat. Yeah. It likes to like Hold. let us feel what she's feeling. Hold with her. Like there's this this time when um right before this happens where she's going to leave but it's cold and so Tim comes downstairs and puts a sweater on her. What like, a move. Like whoa. Like it's it's like well what he does is he hands it to her, she puts it on and he like pulls it down the rest of the way and she like does that thing where she looks up at him and I'm like that's what budding sexuality looks like, <laughs> like in a Man. person. It's, yeah. It's a moment for sure. Because we just see in Kat's countenance that she's going to be super chill, mm-hmm. not be weird, not be like a little teenage girl. She's yeah. going to try and she, be mature about she, it. She has been more adult than probably most of the kids in her class most of her life. And here's where she's like living up to that moment. Yeah. And yeah. she's 
more adult than like Jojo. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, in a, in a certain respect. Right. And so she's, she's trying to play this situation as seriously as she can to give her the best odds. Right. And, but she's still playing at being an adult because she, she really, she's playing with chance yeah. because she doesn't, she doesn't get the honesty of what Tim is feeling. She doesn't ask him. She isn't forthright. She's living in a fantasy right now. Yeah. Whereas Jojo, yeah, she might be a little immature, but at least she's open about it. Right. Right. Um, so this leads to the next day where Julia Roberts is going to go have her dinner with um, Charlie's family. And Kat asked Jojo to babysit the daughter. Yeah. And so Julia Roberts is like, oh, great. The babysitter is like babysitting for the babysitter. Yeah. Or, and it's like, Oof. I mean, we all know what's going to happen here. And they go to this house that like Tim and Kat have been like, you know. Because he's an architect. And he's been working yeah. on this house. He's, and he's been showing her this house. Yeah. And, and they go upstairs and they have like this, this, there is a storm outside. Right. Yeah. And I like how this is so completely different from Julia Roberts lovemaking. Right. It is a fantasy setting. They're up in this attic in this creepy old house that's supposed to be haunted and there's lightning outside and like they're connected because this is like the place where they first like really connected and they have sex and it yeah. looks like it went well. <laughs> yeah. And so he's driving her home and they're both really happy and excited and who knows what would have happened but it doesn't matter anymore because that night the wife has come home from England. The wife returns and Jojo's like, thank God you're back from an innocent thing you were doing. Yeah. And like Kat is just torn to pieces, especially because like she knows as soon as Tim looks at her, he's not going to do anything. Yeah. It's done. And Jojo's like, Kat, let's go because you don't care. Yeah. And Tim, the, like the nail in the coffin is Tim hands her a check. And it's Man. just like she she basically just became what she accused her sister of. Oh, <laughs> it's hard. And Jojo and, is like pulling Cat because Cat's just staring at Tim because her heart is breaking. Yeah. And, and Jojo's like, no, no, no. Like, and you see the wife kind of start to connect the dots. She, like she it doesn't look like she's she knows for sure, but she now is like, this is weird for some reason. Right. And they really cast the wife well, because honestly, she kind of looks like a bore yeah not not a bore in that sense but like it's like i could see why this guy would be attracted to this young smart girl and it's it's not that he did anything right like he was still cheating on his wife right but like i'm like well i don't really think that marriage is probably gonna last very long right anyway right <laughs> i mean like i said for whatever reason i was on cat's side it's like it felt like it was over like, it felt like she wasn't coming back. Yeah, yeah. It The movie definitely wanted us to think that. And that's, like, Kat goes home, and she's just in tatters. She's... and But here's the thing. Like, the wife shows up, right? Uh-huh. Unexpected, presumably, because otherwise he wouldn't be coming home that right. night. So either she, it was like, surprise, I came home early, or I'm going to surprise my husband because I don't know if something's going on here. Oh, like I, we don't understand sure. any of that, but like I'm trying to read into this scene. I don't think there's anything else to it. I think she just came home early. Yeah. I think that's all that was but, to it. But like at that point in time, we have to imagine like, well, they don't seem to be, you know, having any problems, right? He and I think we get that he's kind of 
he doesn't want to be in the relationship, but he's not. He's a doing coward. Anything about it? Yeah, that he's not like he's looking for escape with Cat, and he's not telling his wife how he really feels because yeah. he they seem to be ostensibly fine. Yeah, so he kind of is the villain in some ways, right? Like you, you start the movie off being like, okay, is it gonna like Vincent Nofrio? We know you're a good guy. Is it going to be Charlie or Tim that really is the villain? Right. And it ends up being Tim. And so we we see Kat and she's just crying and Daisy sees her and, you know, Daisy had been pissed, but then she sees her sister upset and she immediately is Is there for her. Yeah. (laughs) Why does it hurt so much? I want to get you a cup of tea. Oh, please. Please just stay with me. And yeah. she grabs her, and we get back out into the hall away from them. It's really great framing. Yes. Yeah. I'm like 100%. I want to I watch more movies <laughs> either shot by this person or directed by this person. Yeah, and like cats just keep saying how stupid she feels. And it's like, it's not that you're stupid. It's just this is your first experience, and you like... You you really went for a, a very tough situation. Like yeah. your your first your first time is a tough one. She well, here's the thing. She was stupid, but it's understandable. It's completely understandable. Yeah, and we've we've kind of all been there in in certain respects right. as I, we're maturing. I, I too fell in love with a, a married architect <laughs> with an LLB model. <laughs> but you understand why she had the confidence at first, mm-hmm. and like why she thought it was going to be okay. Right. And then when we see the fallout of, he just stays with the wife and she's just stuck at the pizza place. Okay. So hold on. I want to pause right before we get to that, because at the beginning of this movie, the reason why this movie's plot and writing is so good is they introduce what I'm going to call, and we might take care of it here. And like, we'll say that this is kind of trope talk. Okay. And we'll just cut right into Patreon later. Okay. I'm going to call the trope of this movie the saving grace of low drama. Oh, okay. okay. So I think a lot of really great movies that don't want to live fully in the drama camp, because I think this movie is a drama, but I also think it's kind of a calm. It's like a rom dramedy. Yeah. That's also a coming of age tale. And when things get serious, you always need in a really good movie something that's been there the whole time that everybody can worry about that's just a little less dramatic than what everybody else is going through Mm -hmm. and in this it's the reviewer yeah who's basically what's the gill gill Gill. from fraser basically it's gill from fraser they make an osobuco that's so divine i call it the veal shank redemption this guy like basically takes care of critiquing new england's restaurants yeah and he has this little tv show that's basically your siskel and ebert of of restaurants except he's just why is it with food reviews they're such bitches yeah, yeah, he's kind of a bitch. He like, he, but Gil's that way too. He is. It, it's just like kind of that thing where like if you're, if you're pretentious enough to be a critic of food, that takes you out of being blue collar immediately because yeah. you can care about what your food tastes like. Yeah. Whereas you're not like working every day and you're just like I'll just eat whatever because I'm working all the time and I also will just eat whatever because I need to eat. Should we set up where this lands? Because like. 
Well, yeah, his big moment lands, and we need it. We've we've discussed Cat's crisis point, but it's right after Cat comes in the next day, and she's super spacey, and that's right when he comes in. The Tim. Oh no. no. The guy, the guy, okay. yeah, yeah. So the so, critic comes in and she's it, like kind of out of it. She she's really out of it. Like she's obviously like so depressed and just not paying attention. And Leona, who owns the restaurant, is like, ah, uh, like what's going on with you today? She's setting down like unfinished pizzas on people's tables, and we're just like, we just saw her crying. Oh man, we've totally been there. Yeah, yeah, and it like sucks for her to be at work, and everybody knows. What's go- like our main characters all know kind of what's going on with her. And then this guy comes in and it snaps her out of this like fugue yeah. state that she's in. And it's like, oh, no, it's the guy. It's the guy that we've seen reviewing all these restaurants earlier in the movie. And he's here at our restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so she like recovers and gets him a pizza that he asks for. He eats a couple of bites and then he leaves. Yeah. And like, <sighs> yeah, he doesn't seem to have liked it very much because he didn't yeah. take home his pizza. He just took a couple of bites. Yeah. And so, but it, what it does, this, this trope is it, it saves us from like the direness of the drama and it, and it reminds us we're watching a movie, but I'm not going to take you out of the story. I'm just going to like, let you breathe for a second and then we can keep going. It's going to be okay. Kind of like with 51st States with all the other characters. Yeah. And this happens in like, like, it's funny. It depends on the genre, what they use to distract, like with romances it's generally like hijinks Mm -hmm. is what they use to distract like this this guy coming here and reviewing the restaurants like the restaurant we get is hurting a little bit but it's not like it's going to close down anytime soon it's just that this would do great things for mystic pizza the restaurant yeah and but with something like an adventure story like um the goonies for instance like we have all these kids who are like tumbling through the tunnels and like there's and and what they're doing is they they this is like their last adventure before they all move away. That's like the central drama of this movie. But there's a bunch of like little romances going on. Yeah. And those romances <laughs> are like what give us like alleviations. They're like minor subplots that are ongoing through the movie and whenever we pop into them it's like, "Oh, Okay, well, okay, we're not in danger of being killed right now because it's all about the kissing. Right. And so it just refocuses like our attention for a second to get us to the next spot. Yeah. And anyway, that's that's it was one of my favorite tropes. It, they pull it off with aplomb here. Yeah. So this gets us kind of in the midst of things where that's Cat's crisis and that's where we leave Cat. Uh JoJo's crisis is they have their freak out. He puts on the nympho boat and she like freaks out at him uh-huh. totally understandable and oh. they they have a big fight where they basically break up yeah he breaks up with her don't you get it joe i'm telling you that i love you and all you love is my dick do you know how that makes me feel do you i i'm sorry come on let's go I'm finished, Joe. I can't do this anymore. Let's go! All right. Like, when he, like, gets back on his boat and he's like, come on, guys, let's go. She is rocked to her core. Yeah. Like, everything she thought would be okay if she just didn't handle it 
is no longer okay. Yeah, and so then she has a shift at Mystic Pizza where she tries to keep it together, but she is like three hours early, and that's that never happens. And she freaks, has a freak out, and it's a beautiful monologue. It's great because we see how just confused as a person she is. Yeah, and, and because she like understands him she's like obviously he wants me to get married to him because he loves me and he wants to be with me and obviously that's something i want too but not now and then she just keeps going back and forth and back and forth and she just doesn't know what to do and leona is really nice because she's like at one point in time jojo's like and but it'll be fine because i'll just work here and you can give me the secret recipe that you're keeping from us like like a and pizza like, nazi yeah sure <laughs> sure yeah i'll, I'll Totally, I'll do, totally that, crazy. do that. And but it's it's played with so much pathos. Lily Taylor's performances, it it's great. It got it's very me right real. Here. So that's her crisis. That's where she's at. So we can jump back to Daisy. And so Daisy is having a good time with Charlie, but he finally takes her to dinner with the family, and they're all upper crust rich. And Matt Damon's there, and so you yeah. really get that driven home. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it just feels more upper crust. <laughs> but right before this, she has a conversation with her mom, where her mom's like look, you're not going to get married to this guy. He's like upper crust. Like they aren't going to respect you. Like she, she doesn't really come out and say that, but we kind of get that that's the undertone of this. Yeah. So the mom's just not happy for her. And she obviously doesn't trust this rich kid who seems to be just wanting to have sex with her in her yeah. mom's eyes. And Daisy doesn't know what is what she can do to make her mom happy with her in the first place. Right. Yeah. She's just like, look, I'm never going to be good enough anyway. So I'm just figuring out whatever. what I want to be. Yeah. So they go to the dinner. <laughs> he goes to the dinner and he's like Logan Huntsberger on crack. He's like, who wants to fight? <laughs> I mean, at first you're like, we might be able to get through this dinner. Right. But very quickly they find out that she works at the pizza place and I'm like, oh, she's one of the help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically like nothing wrong with being the help. They're kindly condescending. They're super condescending and, but not in a, uh, Emily Gilmore kind of way. No, it, it's, it's worse. <laughs> it's worse, but like at least Emily Gilmore like wears her condescension with a smile. With this, <laughs> yeah, these people do too. But it's more like it's so vanilla that it's like, oh, you're insulting me, but you're doing it, and you don't even know you're insulting me, right? Whereas Emily Gilmore at least knows that she's insulting you. Yeah, yeah, and so. There's more animosity between Charlie and his dad because right. his dad's like, you you're know, just a layabout. you're worthless. You got kicked out of school. You don't work like. And Charlie over defends. Yeah. And he's like, because at one point in time, one of his aunts says something about like, oh, it's so hard to train your Portuguese women. And like, I have to remind you, Daisy's Portuguese, Portuguese. here. Yeah. In case you didn't catch it. <laughs> Which is just, I mean, she's European. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know where Julia Roberts heritage is, I was but just... it's like possible that she's part Portuguese like I said I didn't catch what the conflict was until at the end of this conversation sure. I was like oh, <laughs> oh okay I got and that's it. that's why she knows the the, the girl right kind of because they're similar community yeah and but then at, at a certain point in time Charlie's had enough and he like but he's really just been fighting with his dad the whole time and he he does this move where he becomes a chaos agent and he pulls <laughs> on the the tablecloth the tablecloth and it's like the whole dinner table is it's ruined it's a great move if that's your what you want to pull off but it's like the it's the thing that you probably learn first as a tiny rich child don't pull the tablecloth <laughs> and he did it and so it's like an affront to the family yeah and it's really surprising like it, it threw me off guard because yeah. usually they're like ah va for napoli kind of like yeah. yelling but this guy oh man so he just 
he like follows after her because Julia Roberts is like, I'm out. This is too much family drama for me. And she accuses him of just basically bringing her there to piss off his dad. Yeah, which is kind of true. Yeah, it's like half true. Like he did obviously want her there and he probably wanted to introduce her to his parents. But she's he's if he really cared that much about her, he wouldn't have made it about him. Yeah. And that's that's the other like out that could have made him the grand villain of like, Actually, he only wanted to take her to the house to right. show to dad. That's the only reason. But we know at this point that's not true. That's not what's no. going on. It's just very complicated. Yeah. And he's got a lot going on, and yeah. we, we kind of feel for him. But nonetheless, she's not having it, and so she takes off. So that's where her crisis is. Right. And then basically that lands us back with um, they see the uh, the sh- the critic come on, and he's just like, Mystic Pizza is the best. And he drops him like, Fucking pizza! (laughs) And everyone at Mystic is like, holy fucking shit! And they immediately get calls, and it's like, Mystic Pizza is saved from maybe having to close. Uh, Maybe. Which is fantastic. Yeah. We're very happy for them, but at that point in time, Tim comes in with the daughter, and they want to say goodbye. And I'm like, where the fuck are they going? (laughs) They're like, like, his project's done. He's just... Like, they were just there, living there for a short time. Remember? Because they got this house fully furnished. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, the wife's outside in the car waiting for them. And, okay, this character had two chances to redeem himself. Either he finds a time to meet Kat between that point and when, like, he abandoned her Mm -hmm. and apologize and explain himself, no matter what, like what he says, at least explain himself. Or, at this point in time, say... Like, I'm sorry. Right. It didn't work out. And it would have been pathetic no matter what, but at least we would have had a character with some backbone. But he kind of sees the forest for the trees and just is like, I mean, uh, there's nothing to say. Here, here's some cash for college. Yeah. A check. He, he, he like is like, so if you didn't feel like a whore before. Here's more money. Here's more money. <laughs> whore. Whore. <laughs> and like, obviously he doesn't see it like that because he's oblivious. Right. But. Like, she immediately rips up the check. She's like, no. And JoJo's like, are you crazy? Yeah. And I'm like, I see both your points yeah, here. Like, sure. I would just take the money and run, but also there is a dignity of But I think all. she's 18. She she has not enough experience to know that that money is super necessary, yeah. but also enough pride and enough time ahead of her to be like, no, I'll make my own way. Yeah, and I don't want to take it from you because if she kept that money, she would always think about it. Yeah, it would be a mar, I think, on her ego. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of her life. And what Tim should have done was write a Mr. Darcy letter. Yeah. Like, let me clear some things up. Yeah. Like, I hope you don't see me the wrong light. Yeah, and um, I think this movie's actually better for him being the villain. Yeah. Even though I would have liked to also see that deleted scene. Right. But I I think it's not that he turned out to be, like a Willoughby kind of character. He doesn't turn into that. He just turns out to be what we all kind of thought he would be in the first place. In the first place, yeah. Is that he's a dad who's married and things are really kind of complicated and you don't really want to get mixed up with it. And she does. And it's like, well. And and in the end, he is kind of a coward, kind of understandable, but mainly mainly just like not the right person for her. Mm -hmm. And he took a coward's way out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where he that's is. That's life. Like it's very realistic. It is. It doesn't feel like 
like again, it's not a Willoughby turn where it's like, <gasps> yeah, we like learned like something you, new. You had sex with somebody at one point in time like this before, and you left her with a daughter right. that you're not taking care of. And it's not like he's he's not uber villain. He's just like, well, you lost your virginity in an interesting way, and unfortunately, it came with some tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't work out. Yeah, and it's like, well, fuck you, Tim. Get out of town. <laughs> yeah, and he does. Yeah, um, and then we. Oh, so this is kind of perfect. Then after that, we see Vincent D'Onofrio is talking to Jojo in his car. Right. And they they seem to be having a normal conversation, but then they have this like turn of phrase where it's like, oh, but they're yeah. actually married. Yeah, and they get out married. and they go to where their big reception hall at Mystic Pizza. And it's it's beautifully lensed. It's just, it, it goes so well. It's so beautiful. And then like... Cat's super happy just to be there with everybody. And Julia Roberts um, is scooping ice cream for people. And who should come in but Charlie? Charlie like, shows up. He's like, hi. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. And he's he's like, I just came to say sorry. And she doesn't say anything. So he's like, okay, I'll, I took the hint. And he starts walking out. And she's like, yo, you like ice cream? Come scoop this ice cream for me. He's like, okay. And Like, it, he's adorable about but, it. But right before this actually is a really beautiful moment. It's so cinematic. Um, Mrs. Um, Arujo her her mom mm-hmm. is there and Charlie shows up and he like grabs the tray of ice cream things that she's been helping Julia Roberts with and he just holds it for a second and she like lets go of it looks him in the eye and is like okay and mm-hmm. walks on and it's this moment of approval that's just cinematic mm-hmm. like we don't need to see them say anything she's just like you're willing to come here and get your hands dirty to do this with us mm-hmm. that's enough for me to at least say okay yeah it's 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 wonderful. And then we end with the three girls. Yeah. And I just like seeing Charlie scoop ice cream because it's like he's this rich kid who doesn't know how to work. He's like, I put it in like this and put in bowl. Is this correct, worker and, lady? And, and it's like, well, you should take off that suit. Well, OK, you're doing it already. <laughs> OK. Um, but it's good. And then the girls just have like a like a nice we're girls and we're on to the rest of our life, whatever that looks like next. Mm-hmm. And we fade out into the stars and it's like, damn, what it's, a good movie. It's really good. Um, we've already talked about our trope. We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with uh, some shilling. So we've been roofing for an hour now <laughs> and um, these, these shills aren't going to shill themselves anymore. So Ryan, why don't you shill a little bit more for us? Um, well, what's great is we do have an update on the poll. We weren't sure because we're recording all these um, basically once, but we've got uh, we've got half the people, half the patrons have voted in our Brat Pack poll, the Bratwurst Pack poll. Which we have some kind of wonderful Pretty in Pink 16 Candles and About Last Night. And all of you guys voted for 16 Candles. There's more to come. There's more votes oh, to yeah, come. Yeah. Not everybody's voted. But we've got a lot of votes just for 16 Candles. That's what's winning right now. It's like, are you guys sure? I just <laughs> want to double check. Are you sure? Do you want to force Ryan and I to talk about that movie? We have a lot to get. Like, We have a lot to like unpack if we do that one. Yeah, which we'll do. We We're will more unpack than willing. it. You're we, the patrons. We will unpack it like a college student in our third year. We will unpack it. <laughs> Wait, like... Because they're moving into a house or because of like a philosophy class? Uh, both. That's how oh, okay. much unpacking they have to do. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> um, it's uh, got racist things, sexist things. Um, but also Molly I- Ringwald things. Molly Ringwald things, iconic things. Yeah. It's a big mess and sometimes beautiful, sometimes not. It's got an undeniable legacy. Yes. So if we if that's what you want to do, we, we'll talk about we're it. We're game. 
uh, that's what's going on. There's going to be a bonus episode. It probably will be out by now, the time you're listening to this probably, episode, yeah. um, where Sarah and I break down the art of the trailer. Yes, cannot wait to hear that. And mm-hmm. we also have essays that are going to be posted up. We don't know what they are because, again, we're, we're doing all of these in a row. <laughs> yeah, but they'll be there. Um, and next month is Speed with yeah. Mr. Keanu Reeves. So if you want to support us continually doing this, because Ryan and I are doing... We're doing a lot of projects right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are working on film stuff. We're working on being, commercial stuff. We're being working dads. On being dads. And this is a project that a lot of people are really loving, so we're loving doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to help us out and help us like continue to do that, maybe, you know, it'd be nice, Ryan. Hmm. You know, it'd be nice. What would be nice? It'd be nice if we got into a studio one day. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. I'm... I listen to some podcasts that they do in studios. Oh, oh my gosh. That would just be mainly because we'd probably have AC. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd be some nice. Central air. Oh. We're sweating like pigs here, guys. So if you want to keep the lights on, be super rad. Yeah. Then you can find that over at patreon.com slash romcom gents. Well, now that the the shillings have been submitted, we can now cash it in and give out our Golden Sword Award. She A blessing from the Lord. God be praised. The Golden Sword. Let's say you went to an auction where there was a golden sword made of nine melted down Oscars. Yeah. How much do you think that would auction off for? Uh, auction off for? Yeah. Like, let's say you're, you're at a big auction with a bunch of, like, super rich people. Um, has it belonged to anyone before? It belonged to... Let's say it was part of, like, they when they busted into Howard Hughes' house and found his skeleton yeah. all, all heroined up. Like, <laughs> this was, like, one of the things on his wall. Um, I'd say about 100 bucks. <laughs> about 100 bucks. About 100 bucks. I hope Bill listens to this episode. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it'd be over a million. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. So the million-dollar prize or the 100-buck prize, um, who's it going to? It's going to Julia Roberts' move. Days. I don't necessarily think she'd done it before, but I think she'd thought about it before and she was waiting for the right moment. And she's like, okay, I have this all planned and this is the spot to do Mm -hmm. it. It was so smooth. She, she just deserves the golden sword for that moment because I think that she has the moves to make use of it. Yeah, I love it. Um, what about you? Mine is going to Miss, Mr. Mister. Samuel Goldwyn. Oh, um, yeah, this is Samuel Goldwyn picture. I think, or maybe it's Junior, or maybe it is the real Samuel Goldwyn. Maybe he's like about to keel over. Yeah, <laughs> which I have to say, most of the time I see a Samuel Goldwyn, like that blue yeah. screen, I'm like, I bet this is going to be a good movie. I'm going into something classy. Yeah. Like those Mm -hmm. are the classy Hollywood films. It's like the um, Fox Searchlight of the MGM logo. Yeah. Um, And they also did, they produced Much Ado About Nothing with Denzel Washington. that's right. Oh my gosh. So class. Trey class A. So class A. Um, I just appreciate that this movie got, someone believed in this movie. They believed in the script. They made it happen. I think that's really great. And there's a strange thing 
I have a weird kinship to movies that were released on the year that I was born. This came out in 1988. I do too. It's a weird thing where it's like, it's this weird marker where it's like, so this is what culture was like when I made my debut. Uh Uh-huh. And I like this movie as a marker, a signifier of like, this was 1988. I'm jealous that it wasn't in my year. Oh, you got a lot better movies. I I mean- Like I've got Look Who's Talking and this- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it <laughs> no there are a couple other good ones but like you're right i do have like with nail and i and top princess, gun top, top top guns 86 um oh right princess bride princess though, bride you know like there's there's a lot of good ones how great is it yeah. that one of your favorite movies of all time is your birthday movie and wh- i mean it's a right? chicken egg thing like who knows why i mean it was kind of maybe that is why it's your favorite movie it's like this like uh uh this is a, mystic pizza kind of thing it was a singularity event yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they came out actually, I was, um, it's like four days. It came out four days before me. Like I, I had the pandemic going on when Theo was born. So I actually don't really remember what was going on culturally other than the pandemic was just exploding and the world was on fire. Oh, you know what? A good movie that came out that year was, um, uh, um, uh, Oh, Tiger King. Yeah, so you, you you can be like, Theo, Tiger King. That came out your year. <laughs> Nothing came out that year. The Michael Jordan documentary. <sighs> <sighs> but the newest Star Wars movie was only three months old when it happened, so there was oh. that. Yeah, that's that's still two... I, I believe that's still two... Thousand yeah. Oh, what can oh. you do? Oh, well. Oh, well. Either um, way. Either way. Very it's a good happy. Marker. Thank you, Samuel Goldwyn, for making this happen. Thank you, Samuel Goldwyn, for making so many movies that result in rom-com Oscars! I don't know if that was a good choice. We have another episode to do after this tonight. Oh, that's good. It's good. It's real good. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Gave out my Best Actress Award last week. Yeah. That was a dick move on Idiot. my part. <laughs> but. But. Would you call Annabeth Gish... Not a supporting actor. She is a main actor like the other two are. Can you have three lead actors? Yeah, you can. Damn it. But only in movies like this where it's like we're setting these people up equally. I don't know. If I was a studio, I would put her out for best supporting actor. You're putting Julia Roberts up for... Best supporting actor. All of them are best supporting actor. I mean, you can give it to her. (laughs) You You can... Here, here's the thing. You can give it to her, but if she ever hears this episode, I think she'll be upset about it. You know what? I can't do supporting because who's she supporting? She's she's like herself. A, yeah, she's a single mom. She's yeah. supporting herself, babe. I mean, she might be a single mom. We haven't really. <laughs> I mean, she she was given. How con- planned out was this? She was given condoms by her sister. She threw them back. Yeah. So, oh, you know the guy's viral. He's had a child already. <laughs> so, I suppose. Everything else is just kind of like exactly what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing exemplary because it's like production design. You did your job exactly. Like I, you didn't do it like you're not Dune. You're not Star Wars. It's not like you're standing out because you shouldn't stand out. Well, yeah, but that's like one of those things that I dislike where if if Dune gets nominated for, you know, best costume design. Right. And then you have like uh, 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 Home Fries or like, you know, yeah. a, a movie that's just like an American movie about yeah. like middle class America. Yeah. Like 
those people worked just as hard as the Dune people did. Mm, maybe they didn't work as hard, but like but they're just, just as talented. Yeah, they're just as talented. And, and it's like what I more like the idea of like what costumes are perfect for that movie mm-hmm. and accentuate that movie rather than like this costume took the most work. Yeah, because that's not always the best costume. Yeah. Nonetheless, I will call it uh, art design, really, because it's the whole thing. It's the production. It's the clothes. It's the look of everything. It very much put me in a world. Yeah. um, There's this sign that's on the back right at the end of the movie where they're all having that conversation on the porch. And the sign says um, Mystic Pizza. And underneath it says service only. And that's like where the service entrance is. Oh. And it's like, that didn't need to be there. Right. I'm so glad it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I want one of those shirts where it says Taste of Heaven on it <laughs> with the pizza. Someone give him a shirt. Please, somebody send me a shirt. What's your Oscar? Well, I was going to I was gonna give like a best world to live in um, kind of thing. But I feel like you took care of that with mm-hmm. art design, like the creation of this world. Um, I think I'm going to give this uh, best actress. Annabeth Kish? Yeah. You win Annabeth Gish. Yeah, I, I mean, we you. talked her up a lot, but like the other the other two actors are, it's like it's like that thing where there Annabeth Gish is at a hundred percent, and the other two are at ninety nine. It's really there. I can see why Julia Roberts became a star after this movie. I I I do too a little, but it's like if they announced if I saw the trailer for Pretty Woman. And I saw that it's Julia Roberts. I'm like, oh, right. Her from Mystic Pizza. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. She wouldn't have been my first choice for Pretty Woman. I wouldn't have expected her to be the next it girl after this movie. I, I thought she I did. I thought she had the charisma to basically do anything after this. Yeah. At, at me, Charles. <laughs> Wait, we have a friend who does not like Julia Roberts acting. Um, but I, I really do think that it's great. And then Lily was also fantastic. Well, maybe I should put it in these terms. I didn't see a movie star in what Julia Roberts was doing in Mystic Pizza. Mm-hmm. And that's all for the credit of this movie. Is that Being it, balanced. It didn't have a movie star playing Daisy. It I, had a great actress playing Daisy. I, and I, I, I agree with you there. But I, And maybe it's just because I know what came after. I could see the, the greatness bubbling star. up underneath. Yeah. But yeah. it's and and Daisy's not really the Julia Roberts role we come to expect from her from later on roles. She's a lot more. Well, it's a lot I more like, complicated. These aren't really movie star roles where it's like Notting Hill and a Scott is perfect. Well, yeah, kind of. But I, I think that it it's really indicative of roles that she gets cast for. Where I think Julia Roberts is almost always a cynic in her roles. Yeah, where she she's like my life isn't perfect the way that you would imagine it is. I'm just a mess. I mean, Anna Scott aside, I think a lot of her roles are like that. Yeah. My Aaron, best Aaron friend's Brockovich, wedding. My best friend's wedding. She's a chaos Muppet in my best friend's wedding. Yeah. And Aaron Brockovich, she's this tough bird, you know, conspiracy theory, Pelican she's brief. deal with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Actually, I haven't seen Pelican brief, but I've heard it's good. Um, so, I'm glad I'm glad we figured that out. Yeah. Um, but it does come bit, down. It, yeah. It comes down to a very tough question. I have to ask, who are you going to fall in love with? Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends? The truth of it is, I 
loved you from the first second I met you. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul. And I love, I love, I love you. I know. Ah! There's a lot of good ones. Jojo. Super, super girl next door. Super horny. Mm. Final answer? No, no, no. I'm just. I'm, uh. I'm gonna lay it. I'm gonna lay them all out with you, and then we'll we'll say it at the same time. Okay. okay. No, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I will not say it at the same Why? time because I have to work. I have to work some things out too. So I okay, need you to well, go well, first. Let's talk it out. Okay. So she's she's great, and I like that she goes through with the marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio, dependable, probably huge schlong. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lovable dick, and she likes his wrists. She says, yeah, um, and that's really sweet. Um, and then we've got Julia Roberts, like really good big sister, like super sexy, passionate, passionate, maybe a little directionless, but she's getting there. Super fun. Yeah. Super fun. Uh, a little bit, uh, rough around the edges though. Mm-hmm. Then you got Annabeth Gish. Kit Kat. She is a Rory Gilmore type. She's sweet. She's intelligent. She wants a good conversation. She's got like doe eyes super beautiful then you got charlie charlie's a he's unexpected he's got a dimple in his chin that is like it's that perfect place between like if you go too far you're in gaston territory yeah um but he 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 stops before he gets there he looks he just looks like money you know, that but he's is, got kind eyes. It is very interesting. I like to see Disney do a character like him where it's like not quite Gaston, mm-hmm. not quite James Marsden in Enchanted, uh-huh. but, but somewhere, somewhere in between. Yeah. Interesting challenge, right? Who, who like ends up being the love interest? Yeah, and we're yeah. like, ooh, this guy's just going to be a Gaston. Yeah, or oh, he's just going to be a smarmy prince. Mm-hmm. And it's like actually neither. Right? Like you, you want who's that? That prince in. Um... In Frozen, who's like, oh, I'm the suave prince, but he turns out to be the bad guy. Right. You want that character to have like the reverse. Yeah, arc. like reverse Uno card on you. Yeah, yeah. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> um, all right. So those are, I think, the characters that I would possibly fall in love with. This is got to be one of the hardest ones we've ever done in the past. I think I might need you to go first. Okay. I'm going to do a process of elimination. Okay. Charlie is a little too rich for me. He's like chocolate mousse. Too much. So he's out. Too too moose? Too moose. Okay. He's got he's a chocolate mousse. Okay. There's just it's too rich. Yeah. He's got daddy issues. Yeah. yeah. Um Vincent D'Onofrio. Um huge long. <laughs> he's a little too simple for me. I need a little bit more complexity with okay. the people okay. I'm with. So uh it, it would be nice to have him just like You want a bear hug with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. But uh, Julia Roberts, right out. Uh, <laughs> Bottom of your list. I don't know what it is, but she's always. I think it's the like. She is got the, a bit of a temper. Well, even even here, she uh, she does have that like hot girl vibe where the that nerdy kid in school that I always was was just was like mm, you're trouble. I'm not even going to think about having a crush on you. Like mm-hmm. it's just. It's too big of an ask. Not even to think about you it. You probably don't have enough romance energy to romance her. 
not even not even close. Yeah, like yeah. I'm just like I get that. I'm not gonna I'm gonna start. Uh-huh. Um, but Cat and JoJo, they're right up your alley. Both now. very much my type. Both I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this for the past. 36 hours since whenever i watched it i was like oh i still can't pick so lily taylor whoa totally <laughs> like man what a beautiful some of the woman. biggest eyes too wow yeah um but cat has this like sensual vibe where i'm like i can't deny the chemistry of just her being in the room just mm-hmm. like wow I, I and like if you're a sapio sap is sapiosexual, saposexual? That's the one where you're attracted to intelligence. Sure. Like that's a way to go. Yeah. So tonight I'm I'm just gonna go with cat because there's something sensual, gentle, still exciting though, because she's not boring. No, she's excited to learn and to go and adventure. And there's this moment where she's looking at Tim and She's looking into her own future a lot where he went to Yale and he's like, you're about to go off on like a big adventure and stuff. And she's like, well, you got that too. Like before you got to like this part, you, you went and like had a a life. Right. And he's "Eh." like, yeah, things, you know, things happen. And it's a a real tragic moment because I get that. Like I'm not, I don't feel like that right now in, in my life necessarily, but like, there's certain times in my like late twenties and early thirties where I was like, goodness, I, I missed out on a couple of things. Yeah. And I, you know, it's just, it's not that my life sucks, but there were, there were adventures I did not go on. Yeah. You know? And I think that's a really rough place to be in your thirties. Yeah. <sighs> Man. So you're going with cat. Cat. Okay. Kitty cat. Kitty cat. <laughs> um, goodness. That means JoJo's free. And I mean, they're all free. Yeah. Um, I really want to say Julia Roberts just to because but I'm I'm gonna go with Kat as well. Like honestly, I I can't for all the reasons we've already stated. Yeah. I'm just gonna also say Kat. She's enthusiastic, Kat. like she's like really passionate about things in her nerdy way. And she's kind of an idiot, <laughs> like just about this situation. She's and, naive, like it's perfect and portrait of naivete. Naivete, but also optimistic. It's yeah. like there's this. I hope this works out for myself, and she isn't. She hasn't done anything to make her jaded, and so I think that's also what's attractive. But I think her at the end of this movie, especially, is the person that I'd fall in love with. Where mm-hmm. you've had heartbreak and you're a little warier, but that doesn't mean that you're completely heartbroken. We don't see a heartbroken person at the end of this film. You get the sense of if you started dating her freshman year, maybe starting second semester, because, you know, it takes a little while. Yeah, sure. But, like, this would be one of the things, the first things that she tells you about. It's like, well, there was one guy, but it was complicated. Yeah, and I think, you know, she she would expect... I bet the first person she runs into, she kind of is both wary, but also expects to have the same romance. And then when she gets like a more real romance at first, she's like, Oh, this isn't what I thought romance was. But then she's like, Oh, it's better because it's more. Yeah. You know, man, this would make a really good TV I'm show. I'm telling you like the first time I saw the movie, I was just like, gosh, this is, this is of, of all the stupid movies they'd made into television shows that don't need to be like clueless, <laughs> the TV show. Yeah. This, 
I think this has bones. This could run. Because JoJo could have her life with Vincent D'Onofrio and like we could see all these things play out where all of her fears start to come true. But then she does things where they don't. Yeah, she she makes her life like her her whole monologue that she has in the car with Vincent. She's like, I'm still me. I still want the things I want. I still don't want to be trapped. But the only thing that's changed is my name. And to see her live up to that potential. Yeah. Even through the like struggles. Yeah. Would be great. And we see Kat at Yale and just do the Roy Gilmore thing, but Kat's way. Yeah. And like maybe each season is a summer or something when she comes back. Ooh, yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, because she's in Connecticut, so maybe she's really close to Yale. Who knows how sure. far away this works in is. Gilmore Girls, where it's like Stars Hollow seems to be the epicenter of the world. Yeah, <laughs> totally. it's like, I drove down the street and I'm here. Wouldn't it be interesting if like. Got I like his. Somebody's gonna steal this now. TM 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 TM. Copyright copyright copyright. Um, what if Julia Roberts and Charlie like got hot and heavy, got engaged, and then Charlie died? Whoa! Like just just like that's backstory, right? Uh-huh. And it lands her like they had. She had like moved out of town, moved to New York, and then this happened, and she moved back mm. to like collect herself and like figure her life out so she's gone she's got real world experience she's figured out a little bit more of what she wants in life but now she has to like reevaluate her life again because like she had this perfect guy and now her life has to take like a new direction (sighs) anyway on air production meeting i really (laughs) sincerely think you should look into what it would take to buy the rights to get the rights to this movie and do a limited run like six episode six episode tv show Mm -hmm. And, like, I think you got something here. I think it'd be really good. I think you got something. Oh, uh, Like, that's the thing right now. We're, we're doing TV shows of movies. Like, A League of Their Own is a TV show now. <laughs> I, have, I have thoughts about that. But that's what's happening. That's yeah. the cool thing right yeah, now. Yeah, it so. is. And it's, it's really in. No one steal our idea. Please. We're going to do it first. Please don't steal our idea. <laughs> we're so tired. Um, <laughs> we're trying so hard here. Okay, so um, that's that's that. Mm-hmm. That's the episode. Check out the movie uh, next week. We are, or else, in our lives in ten minutes, we're going to start talking about ten things I hate about you. That's the next episode. We just that's decided right. to do ten things I hate about you because it's amazing. Yeah. So you watch it as well. Oh, Ryan, can I get a final like five star kind of rating from you? Four and a half out of five stars. I love it. To me, this is a 4.75. Yeah. It's like almost a five-star movie. It's so good. Yeah. Um, worthy of the Blu-ray shelf. Worthy. I, I looked it up and I was like, oh, sweet. It's only eight bucks on Amazon. <laughs> I haven't bought it yet, but it's on my list. Nobody's going to make this a Criterion movie but because it, it, it didn't – it's it's not a cultural touchstone, but God, it's good. It's really – it's supremely underrated. Let's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good way to put it. Okay, well, Ryan, I love you, even though your truck smells like fish all the time, and it's bad. It's really, really bad, but that's okay. Mm. I love you and your fishy fingers. I <laughs> like last week. That's a good connection. I love you so much that I would, I would, I would give you. I would right now. Right now, I would give you the recipe to my pizza <gasps> sauce. No way. <clears throat> And this is where we will say goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you.
Tom comes.